Let me tell you how it will be We'll all catch up on the books you'll see Cause it's the X-Men Yeah, it's the X-Men Ah, yes, it is the X-Men. This is the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 254, 254. And I'm going to be going through Excalibur number 16 and what will probably end up being a shorter episode than usual with this one book. And one book that, while it took me a while to get through, is not going to be a lot to talk about unless I just say, yeah, a lot of people stand around talking to each other. They're talking to each other a lot in this book, but we'll have some things to talk about, including, you know, one of my characters that I really, really do enjoy. But before we do that, let me tell you all about us. You can go over to the Twitters and go to WS Marvel Comics and follow us, and we will follow you back 100%. And then we can talk about all these things. You can make requests. You can yell at me. You know, what normal people end up doing is usually yelling at me. So you can certainly. Do that, right? You can also go to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, and read our written reviews for this book and a bunch of others each and every week. You can also go over to our Patreon account and check out everything there. Help us out doing these podcasts, get us inspired. And one of the big things that we do each week is our Patreon Spotlight. Two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, Beep and a Boop. And this past week, two pretty big ones. King in Black number two and U.S. Agent number two. One of them a little bigger than the other. U.S. Agent, I just shake my head when we're doing that. And Brandon, he just went nuts. He does not like those. But with that, let me tell you something that I've been saying for the last two and three episodes going into this one was the idea that next week, the week coming right now, as I record this on Wednesday coming up, you'll have the new books out, bunch of books as well, some big ones. Uh, that will be a Patreon only episode, all of them, the Marvel regular show on Wednesday. Also, the Star Wars show on Saturday and then the Monday night show, the X-Men show that I'm doing right now. They will all be Patreon exclusive because every time there is a fifth week in a month, the fifth Wednesday here with the Marvel stuff, you end up having that fifth week being a Patreon only episode. There's not that many a year. Uh, the next one, I believe, is in March. But if you wanted to listen to all of the podcast, if you listen to, you know, the Marvel one on Wednesday, then the Star Wars one Saturday and the X-Men one or one or the other, whatever, two, whatever, mix and match. But if you want to listen to those next week, you can go over to the Patreon, join up and you'll get all of those plus a bunch of other shows. I want to spell out that when you do sign up, you don't just get the shows from that point on. You get every show we ever did. And at this point, we have done over 1500 shows since we started our Patreon. We're going to be again around the 60 to 70 mark of a show's amount during a month. And a bunch of those are Marvel things. A bunch of those are movie things. In fact, today I ended up doing two movie review shows. One on The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Ended up talking to my man Michael G about that. Also did one with my man Stork where we talked about the Star Wars holiday special. 
And that's a crazy one. But yeah, just that coming up, me and Batman Beyond Mark is going to go beyond the Batman Beyond stuff and go on the Marvel side of things. We're going to be talking about the first episode of the X-Men cartoon from 92. These sort of things. And there's a lot of stuff that's hitting even as we speak for the Marvel deal. But again, if you want to go and check all those out, you can go to our Patreon. I promise you that we put our effort and our work into it. These are stuff that we do our best with. We end up not trying to skimp out or, hey, we got to do this real quick and whatever. These are pretty lengthy deals. I believe the Amazing Spider-Man review ended up being about an hour and 50 minutes. And the Star Wars holiday special, I think it's two and a half hours, stuff like that. So we really do try to put the effort. Uh, If you want a little, you know, little hint, a little life hack, go over and sign up after January 1st. You know, once once the new year hits, go and sign up. You will not be charged right away. And in fact, if you quit before February 1st, you'll never be charged. You can go over and check it out free of charge, you know, pretty much a free trial. And I think that you will be pretty impressed with the things that we do. At least I hope you would be. But let's get into this book here coming out of Ten of Swords. One of the things that me and Ruben were talking about last week and now if you're following us on the regular feed here i ended up talking about it because me and robin's recording was a little wonky though i did put that up on the patreon as well a little bonus episode but our big thing was the the books were coming out of ten of swords and not really you know not really going and saying what we thought they were going to deal with being ten of swords and the repercussions of what ended up happening especially like an x-force book that is the security force of the whole Krakoa of the mutants and no mention of all these new mutants that came from, you know, Arako and all that after Ten of Swords. And we thought that it was kind of a weird play to not go into that, not to talk about that, almost like it's just skipping that whole deal. Um, Excalibur doesn't do that this week. Excalibur deals specifically with the idea that Betsy is gone. Is she dead? Did she actually die in Otherworld? Did she end up in another dimension? Was this magic stuff? Because everybody who saw it, including us, she shattered. She ended up shattered. And then when Saturnine picked up the pieces and did her love spell, you know, her, her love mamma jamma spell, it ended up making that mosaic with Betsy there with the Starlight Sword, all that. So what is, the hell does that mean? I mean, I, I kind of came out of it with the, I didn't know what the hell it meant. And it seems like I'm not the only one because it seems like the mutants and specifically the Excalibur team are trying to figure out what that meant as well. Uh, So there we go. I haven't even started yet because now I'm going to go into this officially. Let's get into Excalibur number 16. All right. Excalibur number 16 is written by Tini Howard, art by Marcus Toe, colors by Eric Arcianega, letters by VCs Ariana Mayer. Absence makes the heart thought it was grow fonder, but it just stops there. I guess it just makes the heart. Oh, my. I didn't know that. I could use a new heart. I, I end up, and I'm not talking the band because they should just stay the same. Don't ever change Wilson sisters. I, I'm talking about my heart because I have heart conditions and problems. So maybe I could get that. And also a little shout out to the Wilson sisters. During Arako's assault on Otherworld, a new Captain Britain Corps, now consisting of Betsy Braddocks from across the multiverse, sprang up to defend uh, the Starlight Citadel. The only problem, Excalibur's own Captain Britain, shattered into a thousand shards, was nowhere to be found. Now, if I remember, 
when you ended up having Betsy lose, uh, she ended up being shattered. And then you had everybody kind of stepping on the pieces and stuff. They're really kind of going with the idea that, well, before we could do anything, Saturny picked up those pieces. I, I kind of think that that's going back and rewriting history a bit. Because I remember being very pissed off that nobody was picking up those pieces. What is she, Humpty Dumpty? And since Apocalypse has been sent to live on Araco as part of the detente uh, from Krakoa, the rest of the team are left wondering, what now? Well, what now at the beginning is let's do some day drinking, right? And I'm, I'm sure that if Brandon was here, he would really give the thumbs up to that. The guy is drunk! Uh, right now, actually, as I was getting ready to record, I was getting message after message from Brandon as he was telling me his love of Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills quarterback, but in crazy messages that I don't know how much he was drinking, but the guy is drunk. The guy is drunk, probably passed out now. But you start off with Remy and Rogue, and they're having some eggs. They're talking, and there's a lot of talking. I said it already, a lot of talking. In this issue And I'm not going to say that the Dialogue is great I'm not going to tell you that it isn't clunky Because to me it's clunky It's very robotic at points It gets the point across It gets what it's doing But I didn't really enjoy it It took me a bit to read A couple things I had to read again Not because it was confusing or doing anything It was just was the pacing of it And just the over dialogue Kind of threw me off, but at least it is dealing with the idea of Betsy. What happened to Betsy? What What are we going to do about this? In the meantime, Richter is pining for Apocalypse by himself, N- and nobody's really that concerned. And I like you end up while this is going on, and Richter's having so much problems because you know him, him and Apocalypse are getting tight. It was like his mentor; he was telling some stuff. The problem is, is that Richter seems to think that everybody should be so broken up with the idea that Apocalypse is gone because, boy, he was teaching us and he was barely, you know, starting that. Now he's gone and I miss him. And he was, you end up having Rogue like, really? I got turned into a lighthouse and I didn't want any parts of it. At least I could have been asked first. I could have been giving a heads up and I wasn't. So you and your Apocalypse or A can go shove it. And even Gambit comes up and says, whoa, 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 I, I know what you're saying here, Richter, that you're upset about this, but A, Apocalypse, he decided to go. This is what he wanted. Even when you have this going on, they even say at points like, yeah, you know, it's it's sad, you know, that he's gone, maybe, but this is what he wanted. He's happy now. He's with his wife. He's with his kids, so stop it. And I know with me, this is why I record so much. You know, that isn't the greatest thing. I come and hide in the basement from my kids and my wife. So I could just imagine Apocalypse is already saying I made a big mistake. He's like Job in Arrested Development. He wants out already. I, I think so. But that's just me. And we don't know. But you end up having Rogue and Gambit. They're drinking, having some day drinking. You end up having Freddy, the bartender there, Blob. He's like, hey, uh, I didn't hear anything about Betsy. What's up with her? I kind of heard rumblings, but is she done? They kind of tell it, and he kind of feels sad. He wants to drink as well, like Bob would. I like seeing him. It's pretty funny. Um, But before he can sit down, they got to make some more drinks, because that's when Richter and Jubilee show up. And like, you know, what up? What up, mutants? They come, and they're going to drink. But Richter's the only sensible one here, I guess, where he says, it's not even noon here. 
And I guess it's just like there's drunks anywhere. It's not even it's five o'clock somewhere on Krakow. I think it's five o'clock every time. At least we don't have the Burning Man going on with the younger set. That that would disturb me every time you go. Hey, where's where's the young characters? They're just dancing around that fire and stuff, right? The guy is drunk. But they're talking about stuff and talking about Betsy and all that. Pretty much waiting. For, and this is good synergy with the books. It really is. Sitting there waiting for X Factor to determine if there is a proof of death. If that is, in fact, you know, then you could start talking about what you have to do. Even though with this, you know, with her dying in the way she did and dying on Otherworld, there's more issues than just the proof of death. And the roundabout way of this that I think what Teeny Howard is doing normally you're you're really wanting a proof of death. Here, I don't think you do, even though the Excalibur team gets upset not getting it. In my mind, what you want to have X-Factor go and find out is that you pray to whatever god you worship that there isn't proof of death, because then there's that slight possibility that she isn't dead, but also that she didn't die in Otherworld. So that, to me, is a weird play. But I think maybe Teeny Hour is giving us the wink-wink because that's what's going to come about with this. Now, with this issue, there's a lot of people involved in these machinations of trying to get Betsy back in different ways as well. Even at one point where, because they end up going off the other world to talk to the Braddocks. You know, you have Jamie, you have uh, Brian I mean, I don't know what I was just going to say. I almost said Brad. You know, Brad Braddock. No, but yeah, Brian, Captain Avalon, and you have his wife, Megan, and his daughter, Maggie. And as I was going into this, I said, also one of my favorite, Maggie's great. Maggie really is great. And what's weird, if you think about this with all, you end up having this Excalibur book, and Teeny Howard, even when I'm not exactly enjoying it, and I haven't enjoyed it as a whole, I, I will admit, and I know that a lot of people like it more than me, and that's great. But there's always that kid character. You had Shogo before uh, that I kind of, you know, took a liking to. But Maggie, she's even better with, with her. I mean, she's so smart and going. And I love her interaction with her parents and everybody else with that, especially Jamie, because Jamie's just a jerk. I, he's like, you look at him and you, you want to go get tested for hepatitis the minute they even look at him, let alone if you were near him. Uh, but you end up with. When Maggie talks, it's so funny when she's talking to Jamie because she's more of an adult than he will ever be. And it does make me laugh. But they go up to talk to the Braddocks. Obviously, they want to get their sister, sister-in-law, all that back. And so they end up, you know, well, we're going to figure this out. And what they figure out is because you end up having Megan as both fairy and mutant, if she can get to the place where betsy did die maybe she can commune with the land the fairies whatever to feel and figure out what's going on and so they do go off and the excalibur team goes with her mainly because if saturnine sees megan walking around there's going to be trouble leaves maggie back with brian and jamie as they go off and it's pretty cool and there's even a, a funny line between maggie and richter when you end up, Richter says, how come you're a kid, but when you're here, you're not a dragon like Shogo? Pretty much Maggie's like, shove off, buddy. I don't need you asking me anything. Get out of here. You know, one thing at a time, druid. 
he goes off. I'm like, that's pretty funny. And that says, first, go find my Aunt Betsy. And even when she's waving, I'm like, oh, she's so cute. But as they do go off, you do also have Jamie and Brian talking. Brian really, you know, wants to smack his brother upside his head because he it's almost like the idea that Jamie's already trying to be a bad influence on Maggie and Brian's not going to let that happen. But even when they go, you end up having Jamie's like, yeah, I got things to do and puts on his sinister coat and then goes through the Krakoan portal off to do. And I said, everybody is going to be doing something on their own. You know, everybody has this plan of what to do to get Betsy back. Well, even at Brian and every, hey, uh, Jamie, you can kind of change realities and say, like, you could do this. Nah, nah, I promised I wouldn't do that sort of thing. So off I go through the portal to pretty much go to Sinister and say, hey, you wanted the coat back? I'll give it back to you. I don't really like it that much anymore. I'll give it to you, but you got to make a clone of my sister. And even Sinister says, you know, what's going on? Why why can't you do that? Well, you know what? That's kind of a favor. Ask me a question. We don't know each other. Crap. Diddly squat anymore. So you shut your mouth and make a clone. All right. And then goes back off. So in my mind, what we're going to end up happening in, in the same you know, crazy deal, Psylocke and Betsy with the body and all that. Well, now we're going to end up with two Betsies. They're going to have a clone Betsy, and you're going to end up having Betsy come back, and we'll see how that works. Maybe it'll work into some way that one of the Betsies, well, pretty much the clone, will have to step in to maybe die or something crazy in some store. But we'll see. But that's what I think we're going to get. We're going to get multiple Betsies while we also have the different multidimensional versions of Get the Captain Britain core and all this stuff that will just twist and turn. And maybe that will be pretty fun uh, to end up doing that because then what you end up having is, you know, the Excalibur team, Rogue, Gambit, Richter, joined by Megan, kind of join hands and Jubilees there. They join hands, do the spell that was from the grimoire of Apocalypse. And the big thing about this is they're able to do it. And they're very, Richter's very impressed with them and saying, you know, Apocalypse isn't here, but look at us. We got his little magic cookbook that he has. He opens it up. I don't know why he doesn't do this before. He waits till they're there. Hey, let me check it out. All right. You get a pinch of salt, a little bit of would you, would you magic, and then some holding hands. Boom. They do it. And they actually complete the deal where they're trying to summon Betsy. You might be having this whole deal almost like a monkey paw situation. You have to be or almost a wish deal. You have to be more specific. You know, you start making generalized wishes. You're going to end up as the last person on Earth and your glasses are going to break and you won't be able to read. That's what happens. I heard from the Twilight Zone. So they end up. Yeah, but well, the the multidimensional Captain Britain Corps shows up. But the but the magic work. And that's pretty impressive in itself. It's not really helping anybody right now. But also you end up having Megan say that she talked to the fairies and they said she's not here. They they haven't seen her. She's not part of this. So that gives you, again, to me, that is a thing that you should hope for. That is actually very hopeful that she didn't die in Otherworld. Now, they get the Captain Britain Corps there. And the Captain Britain Corps, the, you know, Betsy's and everybody going off and all these from all these dimensions. Hey, 
can you get word to your dimensions and see if they've seen our Betsy, the one that we're looking for? And that, yeah, we could do that. We could go on and, and see what's going on. And then you seemingly end with wherever but a Betsy that is there with Angel in bed drinking tea. And she just goes, Warren? <laughs> it just ends that. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's okay. You, again, I like to see stuff coming out of Ten of Swords that they're dealing with Ten of Swords. And this is, this fully is. They're trying to get Betsy back. Something that should be on the top of their list. And actually, if they have a to-do list, this should be the first 50 items. Get back Betsy, get back Betsy. Get, that should be what it is. The thing is, though, to get to this point, there's a lot of it's a lot of dialogue you end up with a lot of people standing facing each other talking over and over and over the action gets a little left behind even as they're doing things they're more talking about it than actually doing it ends up being a telling not showing type of issue marcus toe ends up pretty much in my mind drawing a lot of backgrounds to dialogue and that sort of thing kind of wears on me a bit and I'll I'll tell you right now too. I'll fully admit to having a ten of swords, you know, fatigue coming out of these books. So while I do like seeing some things trying to be resolved, then really, what do you have with the Excalibur book without Betsy? Uh, I think that that's you know the main deal, and I like that focus, and I like the idea of X Factor being involved, all this stuff, and even Captain Avalon and Jamie and Sinister, who I love. It's just a lot of tugging and. It, I need something to pick up the pace here and get going because going into Ten of Swords, this wasn't my favorite book. And now coming out of it, not my favorite book still, even though the Ten of Swords had a big focus on it. But overall, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 to be positive. It's not great, but I like the focus again of trying to get Betsy back. But that's it. That's it for this week's podcast. A very quick one. I hope that you enjoyed it listening and again if if you did and you're like man you know they put in the work i kind of dig them i'd like to help them out a little get them inspired but also get a ton of other shows head over to our patreon for this week especially with the whole deal being patreon only not a ton of books coming out but some big ones that will be on that being the ending of the kindred story and amazing spider-man i'll be talking to clay about that uh, the Avengers book, we're getting into the Phoenix stuff. And we have other things involved as well for like Shang-Chi, uh, Werewolf by Night, that Brandon, it always drives him nuts, that book. But X-Book stuff, we have Wolverine and X-Men. We have Wolverine number eight and X-Men number 16 that hopefully I'll be joined by Ruben for those. But again, it'll be on the Patreon only, so check that out. All the things are in the show notes too that you can go, kind of go. And go over to there. But again, it's patreon.com slash weird science. All of our stuff's there in the Marvel, the DC, and even the non-comic book things as well. But I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you don't decide to go over to the Patreon, see you in a week. You can just pretend I went on vacation, which would be cool, but I don't go on vacation. So that's fine. But thanks, everybody. And I will talk to you later. <laughs>